and your parenting oh is built on lies. Santa Claus, real. Tooth Fairy, real. The robot, real. Everything is. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a lie. I'm sorry to break to you. The Eva, the Eva is real, guys. Everything is real aside from the relationship. Ooh, not bad. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, we have our poser extraordinaire, Nitai. <sighs> <laughs> you feeling that good, huh? It's, it's, it's great going to the gym, just getting your ass kicked for like an hour and a half, coming back home, taking a shit, going take a shower, and being like, all right, shit, I need to record. And it's midnight already, <laughs> and this day will never end. Hey, hey, think think of it like this, right? Yes, you're doing your body good, and you're doing your mind shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we also have our Shavrip Shota Shotaro. Me, Babby Uwu. <laughs> that that's pretty much how you are in our D and D campaign right now. Yeah, you should check it out on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv/animeclubafterdark. Hey, yeah. We stream every Saturday. <laughs> Good plug, my dude. <laughs> nice plug. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> You're almost as good as me, honey. Just give me D and D, and I'm ready to advertise all day, every day. <laughs> I was waiting for another dick joke or whatever, but you, you. Surprised yeah, I was kind of waiting for one too, to be honest. <laughs> You surprised me. Hey, he, he he can surprise us sometimes. He's done it in the past. He'll do it again, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the three of us have gotten together tonight to uh, discuss something. I don't know if you call it important, but uh, it, it's it's a thing. Uh, because yesterday was Father's Day. At least it was in the U.S. I think in Canada, too. Right, show? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when Father's Day is in, in Israel, Natai. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not this month because you would probably know. Even if it was this month, it it would I wouldn't pa- put it past me to still forget about it. <laughs> wow, poor Natai's father. Uh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, moving. Anyway, along. moving on. <laughs> moving uh, on. So. In honor, in honor of it being Father's Day, we are going to be talking about some of anime's best, quote-unquote, best uh, dads. Uh, not all these dads we're going to talk about are going to be particularly stand-up characters. Big air uh, quotes. But they are, yeah, big fucking air quotes. Uh, but they will, they'll be fathers or father figures. We were um, going to make it good fathers, but Nita's like, no, I want to talk about the bad fathers too. So now we're just doing Fuck you, fathers. fuck you. Half of my list is about good dads. <laughs> fuck you, show. I mean, am I wrong? No. So sit down. No, you're not. And take it. I am sitting down already, <laughs> mister. Good. Um, and I, I, I'll go ahead and, and start. I, I want to bring <laughs> up two characters from the same show that both emphasize, well, one of them emphasizes probably one of the best, if not the best anime dad ever, and one of the worst, if not the worst anime dads you ever. You have two on your list from the same show. You're such a double-dipping slut. I, what listen, a lazy I, it was fuck, a great, Alex. Gee. No, fuck you. It's a great <laughs> opportunity to, to bring this up because it, it's it's great. I'm talking about Full Metal Alchemist, by the way. Um, and it's a great way to show like the, the good writing that goes on because you got the best of the best and the worst of the worst in, in terms of fathers in the same show. Just stroke Full Metal's dick harder. I will always... I, I'm going to really think about how I'm going to word this. <laughs> Go on. I will never, I will never, I will never miss an opportunity to, to talk about Full Metal Alchemist. 
uh, because I genuinely love it. But no, like, because okay, you got the best, the best in May's use. Like, I think a lot of people who watch it and anime fans in general will probably universally agree that May's use is one of, if not the best fathers in all of anime, right? He's a great right? dad. He's a wonderful like, dad, yeah. Constantly doting on his daughter, and he's a, a, he's a good, by all accounts, he's a really good husband, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just a, a great family man. You know, yeah, and I think that's what you want in a in a good father figure as well. I mean, it's not a necessity to have that in a father figure, uh, but it's certainly a plus to have them be just a general all around good family man. Um, and the fact that he does pretty much everything he does in the show for his family and specifically for his daughter, because he's try like he genuinely he says it like outright like he's genuinely trying to make the country a better place for his daughter to live. Yeah. Which I think is admirable. Mm-hmm. Is that? Then, oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, no. Then, on the other end of the spectrum, you have literal human filth called Shao Tucker. Yep. Like, what? What? Could, what can I say about Shao Tucker that hasn't been said a million other times before? He's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, Nothing he like genuinely is sacrificing his. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not. Okay. What he did, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not quite the word you're looking for, but sure. You, Natai, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think. What it did means. I use bestiality aside from this instance? What are you talking about? Uh, we've heard your private conversations. We see your DM. Uh, lies, lies, lies. We're... I see what you're into. Ooh, this is a big ass lie. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I will not stand for this slander. <laughs> Fuck you. Show we got him. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but but Shao Tucker, like the dude, the dude uses uses his own daughter to further his own his own like goals, and like the fact that he can't come up with something unique and inspired in his own research is it, it's not an excuse, but he does it anyway. But if you love your child and your pet equally what else can you do oh god what if i take this thing i love and this thing i love and combine them i got a thing i love even more obviously exactly by your powers combined you are captain daughter (sighs) 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 but i like it's amazing to me with full metal alchemist how it was able to do this how it was able to and and the thing is that both these characters are introduced pretty early on in the story and roughly I would would not write at the same time, but pretty close to each other. And it's just amazing how well developed they both are in terms of how good of a father and how bad of a father they each are. It's, it's one of the, I love full metal alchemist for many, many reasons, but it's one of the reasons I love full metal alchemist is how well developed these side characters are. Yeah. And I think the, the fathers of maze use and shout tucker are no exception to that. And it ties back to, like, you know, one of the themes of the show, which is, like, like bonds between family members, you know, like, the main characters are brothers and all of that. It, it's, it just goes back and explores even more, like, um, sides of that whole theme. Because, you, as you said, it takes the best and the worst of human natures in familial uh, relationships and just takes them to the extreme. And it strengthens the show. And it's, it's a great way to, for, to like... To start like the earlier parts of it to just you know see all that it it's fma is a wonderful show even the original not only brotherhood but yeah that those relationships especially between maze and his family and and shao it's so fucking incredible also shout outs to 2003 for later reintroducing shao as an even weirder character i don't know if you remember remember what he does in the later parts of the show Alex, I'm I'm sorry. What was the what, what were we talking about now? <laughs> uh, FMA two thousand and three. Oh yes, 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 yes. You yes. remember the w- difference between yes, yeah, yeah. yes, so, yes. So in later in the show, he comes back to some extent. Is like and it, it's great. They explore that fucked up relationship he had with his daughter even more, and it's it's really creepy, and I love that as well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like if, if it's it's really weird because. The original Full Metal Alchemist, FMA 2003, definitely delves into him more so than Brotherhood. Yeah. And I always will say to people, like, I, I'd prefer if you watch Brotherhood first because I think, it, number one, I think the ending is a lot better. But 
I have to give the 2003 one props because I think, especially in its first, I'd say, 20 episodes or so, it does a lot better job of introducing the characters and digging a little bit deeper into the side characters than yeah, the, gives the them more time did. to breathe. Although I understand why, because they both have similar episode counts, but they have to, um, they have to explore more story and brotherhood. So they had to kind of rush through some of the earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, obviously with full monogamy, check out both. Both uh, are great. If you, if you never have, uh, but yeah, that is one thing I will say that the original Full Metal Alchemist has over uh, Brotherhood is that it it takes the especially these two characters since they're both introduced pretty early on in the story it takes their stories and really expands on them. Yeah, but I mean that that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. I mean, obviously, if we're talking about good fathers, you know, just go amaze you. Shout out to be shit <laughs> to all you people out there that are going to listen to this and think we were going to meme our way through this. No. I mean, you brought up the biggest memes. I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> True, especially with someone else I'm about to talk about. But not that. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for these for these two. Okay. Who's next? Natai. <laughs> okay. That was your cue to go. Okay. Okay. I, I got you, fam. I got you. Well, what do I want to talk about first? So, a really great dad. Do I want to? You know what? No, fuck you two. I'll go with an actual great dad. So, kind of spoilers, I suppose. Not really. Um, so, Rakugo Shinju, fucking incredible show. One of my favorites. Uh, we all love it. It's awesome. Uh, in the second season, um, Yotaro, the main character, is a dad, and he's a wonderful dad. He, aside from being like the you know as usual, the lovable sort of dumbass he is he such a fun character to watch also be a real like you know responsible adult actually aside from being really kind of silly i mean like he takes care of his family one of my favorite moments in the entire show is him encouraging a konatsu his wife to actually perform rakugo which you know at that time was a forbidden art for women to perform and how he sort of uh, like encourages her and wants her to do it because he knows she is good and she, there's no reason for her not to do it. So that whole um, sort of arc he has with her is incredible. I love his uh, relationship with his son and how he sort of cultivates, like like takes his pa- his son's passion for Rakugo and, and goes with it. You know, he's not trying to stop him from loving this art, even though um, Yakumo, the older character who's the protagonist of the first season, is sort of all, at that point in his life, he's like, Rakugo is dead, he's gonna die with me, there's no reason to be excited about it and care about it, you know? But Yotaro is like, no, Rakugo is awesome, and we should take care of this art and try and, like, uh, innovate on it and make it even more known and more popular so more people can get into it. Because if kids love it and adults love it, there's no reason not more of them will enjoy it. So aside from him being a great has- husband to Konatsu and a great dad to his son, he's just a real, just, he's a great family man. Uh, I love him. He's, he's a dumbass, but I absolutely love him. And it's great. It's, it's really satisfying to see his relationship with his family as the show goes on. Um, yeah. I would say, like, for, for Yotaro in, in particular, like, as much of a good family man and a father figure as he is, he's also sort of a father figure for the art of Rakugo, especially in the second season. Yeah. Because he's like, he's nurturing this along and he's <clears> trying <throat> to introduce it to younger, to a younger generation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, it, it's cool. It's cool to watch. Like, you know, as like I say, as much as he is a good uh, father, like he's also just trying to nurture this art, this, uh, let's be honest, a dying art along and show it to a new generation and teach them about it. This is something we, I, we've said it before on this podcast. Like if you've never seen Rakugo Shinju, go like, watch it. My God, you are. Yeah, seriously, go watch it. It's, it's not something I see talked about a lot, but it's something that more people should definitely watch. It's, I, I think about it a lot. Like how I used to think of Bakano. Uh, nowadays, a lot of people have watched Bakano and it's gotten, it's gotten its due. I think finally, but like, 
there's still a lot of people who don't talk about Rakugo Shinju and how good that show is. For real. No, Rakugo Shinju is incredible. Um, maybe a rewatch sometime in the future. Who knows? Uh, it's been a while. You know, it, it's, ne- it's, never, it's never a show we ever did a deep dive on with the podcast. We did a spoiler cast on it do. ages ago. Did we? Yeah, when it finished airing, we actually recorded a spoiler cast on it. God, has it been that long? I don't remember. <laughs> Girl, it's been like so long. I mean, bruh. It's been like four Winter years. So yeah, I, I guess it, yeah. Or 2017. Bro, yeah, it's it, five. Oh, okay, four years ago. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's been a little while, but I don't know. Maybe it's something we need to go do another deep dive on because like, I feel like it never got its due when it was airing. But yeah, Yotaro is great. Yep. I, like, he's introduces this like bumbling idiot kind of character he's like his introduction is like is is like is when he finishes jail sentence his time in prison so you're like oh he's like a criminal but it's like no he's a lovable idiot yeah uh but it's really cool especially like you say in the second season to actually watch him grow into this really responsible caring adult (laughs) yeah i love you it's one of the best things about that entire show yeah yeah for real all right, show. Well, let's talk about one of the worst father figures compared to Yotaro, which I was go- I'm going to talk about Grisha Yeager from Attack on Titan, oh, which Lord. I'm going to do I'm going to try my darndest to say as little spoilers as I possibly can and be as vague as I possibly can. Um but it's it's I it's really hard, but um, probably there will be very few spoilers. Um, so particularly in the final season, we get to see scenes of Grisha Jaeger and how he raises his son. Um, and it's honestly one of the most interesting, like, scenes or, you know, series of episodes or, like, just, like, arcs. Really, it's a really interesting arc to watch because you go into so much psychological detail about how his parenting affects his son and like you see how the son is growing up and how his personality develops because of how his father um, parents him and it just really it's a really in-depth portrayal of like a father-son relationship that's horrible um, but it really like illuminates how the sun grows up and how the sun is currently and like how like all the characters got to how they currently are. And it's it's not only is it like really detailed and everything, but um, it's just really enjoyable to watch and really like um, captivating. So that that arc in and of itself is just such a great arc and like even though he's like a horrible father like literally one of the worst fathers um it was really great to watch so i really love that i know i actually i don't know what y'all think about it but i well you know when we when we when i first suggested we do this topic one of the things i did is i went and looked up online a couple of different like you know top 10 top 15 top 20 lists of best anime fathers and grisha jaeger was on every single one of them and i'm thinking wait how as a good father how old yes, are those a good father. Hey, yeah that's for and i'm life. thinking how do you actually think this is a good this dude no matter what else he did this dude literally forcibly injected his own son to turn him into a monster uh. and i know some of you are gonna say but if he didn't do that he, his son would have died i think given everything that came afterwards death might have been preferable okay alex I don't know about that. But I agree. But like he but wasn't that, even just the idea of forcibly injecting your son and forcing him to become something against his will, that's not a good father. He wasn't even that good of a father in the first season. I think he's on the list because Attack on Titan is a popular show and he's a dad. So I mean yeah, he I guess that is one thing you can say about him. He's a biological father. That's <laughs> that, if that's your criteria for being a good father, I guess he deserves to be on the list. But I agree with the show. It's like, especially with the angle we saw his character in the final season, it was really, it was really great because you got a certain picture of the man uh, while watching, especially the third season where we got more of his past and why he acted the way he did and how he ended up the way he did. And you're like, okay, 
I might not like the guy, but I understand where it came from. And then you flip that whole story on its end. It's like, oh, shit. Hmm. Like, it's even more questionable, the actions they did. They are even more questionable. It's it's great writing all around. It's, yeah, I agree. It's really great. Well, okay. Well, to be fair, like, after the final season, like, seeing all the horrible things that Grisha did in detail... And then looking back at how he was in the first seasons, like he made a big character change around and he's like a much better person, even though we didn't get much detailed about how his life was in the first seasons. We can yeah. just, um, but it still did what assume. it did in the past. But yeah, like, so like considering that, like he changed his life around, then he could see that's a respectable father in that way. In that, but, like, not... The problem yeah. with that is that, like, we don't get details to see it happen. So, like, that's not the great... The, that, yeah. Not the best. How he ends up on so many top 10, top 20 lists of best anime fathers, I'll never know. Also, Alex outing himself for outsourcing his creative talent to top 10 lists. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. How, Al- how, how Alex means I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> how Alex does research for the show, watches watch Mojo before every episode. <laughs> no, I, I no no fuck that. I will I will one hundred percent say as much as I looked at other people's list of anime fathers, I never once touched anything Watch Mojo did. Right. No, fuck that. <laughs> I may I may be I may be useless, but I'm not that useless. Sure, Aqua. Sure. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if we're going to talk about bad fathers, I got another one I can talk about. <clears throat> another meme that you got off a top 10 list. <laughs> no, yes, exactly. <laughs> Natai, get in the robot or show's going to have to do it again. <laughs> no, Dad, no. <laughs> no, I mean, Gendo's a piece of shit, right? Can we all agree? Yeah, he is. It's like, there's no question about it. Like, even when you understand his actions, you're like, well, you did. It's it's kind of your fault. You cunt. Yeah, like, you. The, the more you, the more that gets revealed about his motivations, I'm like, none of this is exonerating you. You're still a piece of shit. Yep. Like, dude, your son is standing right in front of you, and you're basically just telling him, go along with it, it'll all be alright, and it's not gonna be alright, you know it's not gonna be alright, but you're fucking lying to him. And your parenting is built on lies. Santa Claus? Real. Tooth Fairy? Real. The robot? Real. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's a lie, I'm sorry to break to you. The The Eva is real, guys. Everything is real aside from their relationship. Ooh, not that yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Shinji's relationship with his hand is pretty real. Oh no, no, don't bring that up, please. Uh, uh. I wonder if he learned that from his father too. <laughs> oh my. God. Um. Uh, I just had a picture of. I just had a picture of Gendo jerking off over the Ava robot. <laughs> uh. I'm so fucked up. Uh, I hate myself. Oh, excuse me. My siege, no. my, my siege shall grow this robot. No, excuse me, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm the lowest of the lows. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, we, we can't say we can't say I'm so fucked up anymore. Thanks, Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. Thank you, Netflix, for teaching us all the true line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in their in their defense, it is actually what he says in Japanese. But yeah, Gendo is like again like I love. I love the story they build and the writing with this character, but it's it's just it's so effective at getting you to hate him. And even when you understand him, you like you understand, but you still hate him because he's that piece of shit, you know? Oh yeah, he's a, he's like he's a terrible father, but he's a well written terrible father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Not the fucking. I love I love his scenes and especially the end of Ava. Like all of his scenes are so good, especially his final scene where he's just he's realizing how pathetic he is. He's realizing all his his mistakes, and it's it's like it's too late, man. It's too late for you. 
It's a, it's a yeah, great I mean, that, scene. That was, that was great, though. Like, that whole that whole realization where he, he goes through, like, all the stages of grief in, like, five minutes. Pretty much. That was great. And I, I know it's a meme of Gendo being a good father. Like, yeah, I get it. But he's really not. He is compelling though. As a father, as a father uh character, he is he is a compelling yeah, for character. Sure. Um and like watching I don't think there's any other way you can describe his relationship with Shinji other than abusive. Yeah. Like but it's still compelling as hell to watch, even all these years later. I think it is at least. Um it's it's a big part of the reason why I think it's even Eva is one of the best anime ever made. Shoutouts to thank you, Anno, for your depression. Shoutouts for the uh, iconic pose with the crossed ha- hands. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, yeah, the crossed hands and like the the shiny glasses. <laughs> I feel I don't know if that was the first time the shiny glasses ever came around. I feel like it was. If it wasn't, it was one of the first. So I don't, I don't know, know if it that. started that meme. I feel like, but the first anime in the in the <laughs> production had shiny glasses. I don't know, like. I definitely feel like it was the, it was the anime that made that popular though. It's know, there's something about that. It, one it's of the so most iconic, iconic him yeah. just sitting there. It is iconic. Yeah, it's it's one of the most iconic poses in anime with him just sitting at the table with his arms like like or his fingers interlocked in front of him and him just resting his chin on his arm or on his hands. Mm. Like it is iconic. I don't know. There's something fuck. about that yeah. pose that's so iconic. Honey, call the runways. He's a fashion <laughs> icon. Oh my god! Fashion icon. I don't know if that has anything to do with fashion as much as it does. Like, I don't know what I guess. Well, posing, I guess, is part of fashion. Exactly. He's a model. He's a diva. Well, wouldn't that since it's since it's a close up of his hands and his face? Wouldn't that make him a hand model? (laughs) No, it's all about the face, girl. Okay. Showcasing the hands accentuate it. It's it's all about them gloves, man. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no skin on skin action, sorry. This, oh, this 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 has been a weird discussion. Anyway, I would moving like, on. Moving along, I would like to talk on, about another great dad. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Askeladd from Vinland Saga. Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> this is not a meme. This is not a meme. I mean, wait, it's not an actual father, but not actual father, father figure, if you will. Um, uh, well, that we don't even know if that's true or not. He could actually be a father, like a biological father, because you know he is a Viking. He probably is a father to someone. Yeah, to, to someone, someone out there, and to Thorfinn. Um, I mean, yeah. There's no other way to describe it as other than a fucked up father son relationship that Thorfinn and Askeladd has, at least from Thorfinn's per- uh, perspective. I mean. Say what you will about Escalade, um, only because of his actions and how much Thorfinn hates him. That's what like kept Thorfinn alive and turned him into the man he is in the show, uh, for better or for worse. Mostly for the worst, obviously. But it's it is a fascinating relationship, and because again, Escalade could have truly abandoned him anytime, and he tried. Actually, he could have killed him many times. And he didn't because, I mean, it, there's a question, like, there's a discussion to be made about whether he did care about Thorfinn or not. I mean, by the end of the show, it's kind of made clear that he didn't, I guess. But still, there's like, there's, there's a slight chance that there's a possibility that maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, their relationship is the crux of the first season. I mean, for now, the only season. And... I don't know. I, I find I find the relationship really fascinating. I was wondering, what did you two think about it? Asgard's one of the best parts of of Vinland Saga, for at least sure, the first, the first sure. of what I hope to be multiple seasons. Yeah, because he's the most uh, interesting character in that season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are other good characters in, in in Vinland Saga for sure, but like that the the relationship dynamic between Asgard and Thorfinn is what drives the whole show, or at least that season. And it's so fun to watch. And, like, it it's weird because Thorfinn hates Askeladd so much for what he's done. Yeah. 
And I could I can definitely understand it, but at the same time, Ascot's almost acting like a mentor figure toward him throughout this thing. Thanks to him, he has, he knows all the skills he knows. It's only thanks to him that he made it this far in this really cruel world. You know? Yeah. It's a really, it's, it's, it's a really awkward wait, go ahead, continue your thought. I was gonna say, like, it's just it it shows that Ascalad is, is bad and as crappy as some of the stuff that he does to other people is like he still has a sense of honor because like natalia says he could have killed them very easily at any time between you know when he meets thorfinn and when you know at the end of the season yeah (laughs) uh to try and avoid spoilers um but he doesn't and he he lets he lets Thorfinn keep gaining skills as a fighter and just getting better and better by watching and by doing and like all you're doing is making it easier for him to kill you or, you know later down the road because you know you're you as glad you're not getting any younger. But mm-hmm. I, like the the great payoff, it's one of the like the best parts of the show. Obviously, the end in itself, it's it's such a great payoff to all everything that came mm-hmm. before. It's how sort of. Asuka turns to Thorfinn and sort of, sort of, in some way, like, tells him, it's kind of pathetic that you made your whole life's purpose to try and get me. And, like, to, like Thorfinn sort of turned it in, into this sort of, of father-son relationship in his head, you could say. Because it is, and it is kind of pathetic, but it's still super fascinating to think about it, you know? Because, I mean, he is a kid, so he doesn't know anything, obviously. He's like, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just find their relationship super relationship super fascinating. It's it's great. Generally, as a character, Askeladd's one of the most compelling characters in anime yeah. that I've seen in a while. He's a very uh, interesting character, and um, frenemies in general are a really interesting relationship to have. Um, and like Thor, uh, Thorfinn's thoughts or. Like, uh, the way he thinks of Askeladd is really strange because, like, if he wanted to kill Askeladd, like, he could have just poisoned him or whatever, or, d- or done it in, like, a dishonorable way. But, so, it's like, honestly, he doesn't really want to kill Askeladd. He wants Askeladd's respect, which means that, like, he kind of, in order to want someone's respect, that means you have to respect them. So there is, like, some sort of relationship there, and it's super complicated. But he also wants to enjoy, like, his revenge on him, right? That's even more so for him. Like, he just, he doesn't want to just kill him. Just to, he wants to kill him on his own terms. That's also, like, a big Which part Which sounds of it. like a convoluted way. It's just... It sounds like he he doesn't actually want to kill him. It's it's no. It just sounds like how a child would think about it. It's it's a child thinking, "I want to kill you." I, I like you caused me this this like harm. I want to get get back at you on my terms because Thorfinn is a child. He's a stupid child. That's like one of like <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the points of the show. He is a dumb child at the end of the day. To me, that means like that he doesn't want to kill him. He just wants his respect. But yeah, maybe, yeah, it's a really interesting relationship for sure. Mm. And you know he's a good dad because his name rhymes with dad. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a great lad because he rhymes with dad. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I personally like Ascalon. So. In Vinland Saga, at least in the first season, he's the only fictional character. I is mean, they're he? all fictional characters, Wait, obviously. I thought Isn't he, he based, is based on, on someone? Character? He well, no, he is based on a character that shows up in multiple North uh, North Norse legends. I almost said North. Uh, Norse, Norse legends. legends. There's a character named Askeladd that shows up in a bunch of myths in Norse mythology, but not in history. Uh, all the other characters, all the other, pretty much all the other characters in Vinland Saga are people that actually existed. I mean, what is history but just a fictional story? A what is reality? What is a man? <laughs> what is a lad? <laughs> what is a father? Anyways. 
Speaking of... You have someone else from Vinland Saga. <laughs> Speaking of Vinland Saga, I'm going to talk about the real best dad of that show, which is Thor's, obviously, even though he doesn't get as much screen time as Ask a Dad. He is clearly <laughs> the biological father of Thorfinn and therefore the real best dad of the show. The real daddy. Oh, yeah. A buff daddy. Um, oh, my... Uh, no, he has, like, I don't know how many episodes, maybe, like, the first three episodes or something, where we get to see him in all his glory, and, like, he has his own story arc, that's one thing that I really like in parents in general and dads, is when you portray them as their own unique character, they have a personality, they have an arc, they have development, blah, 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 like, once you have that, then it's an interesting character in general, and, like, also a father. So, like, Thor's, like, had a life before his son, and then, you know, his current life is much different than um, the personality he had in his past life, and you can see how he is trying to raise his son, and it's, like, a really admirable way, the way he's trying to raise his son, even though... Like, his son is, like, being very rebellious. And in general, it's just, like, an interesting and fun relationship. A very slice of life to watch, like, the rebellious son and the, like, dutiful father clash and try to make it work. Um, And then it just culminates at the end in a really, like, amazing climax for that arc um, that makes you really respect Thor uh, and makes you... It really just, like... It's I guess it's the premise of the show, and it kind of propels Thorfinn to go on in his on his adventure. So honestly, that that, that again, that was a great arc, great character. I love the development. Best dad, best bro, best man, best husband. Yes, you know, as good of a as good of a father as Thor's was portrayed in Finland Saga, he just genuinely seems like he'd be a great person to get a beer with. Now that is a great lad. Just saying, yeah. That any character like that, I definitely want to meet. Nah, Thor is like I, I completely agree with everything you just said. Like I could, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Like the way they go about his the the portrayal of Thor's in Vinland Saga, I, I, it's so good. Like in and, and it's it's amazing because he's on screen for so comparatively little time. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. like especially, well, especially compared to Askeladd. It's also like the values that he tries to like teach his son are so it's kind of heartbreaking to see as the show goes on like you 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 think about what he what he tried to teach Thorfinn you're like no no what think about your dad no don't don't do this <laughs> don't break his heart don't break my heart no it's it's a great. I feel like I feel, I feel like it would have been better if they just had like a Lion King thing, like with the Mufasa ghost in the background. Like, no, son. No, instead we got Thorkill screaming, Thorfinn. <laughs> now there's bro. the daddy. Oh man, yeah, Thor is Thor's is great. Like, I guess it's so little screen time, but such a well developed character for how little you actually see him. And it's the one thing I like about um, about fathers, well, it, parents in general in anime or in any kind of fiction is I, I don't like it when the parents are basically portrayed as larger versions of the children that they have, because that's just lazy writing. When you actually have the parents and particularly fathers with their own like sense of, of morality, their own uh, like sense of maturity, their own uh personalities that are slightly that are kind of like their children but very very distinct like i love that and that's definitely something you can say about thor's and vinland saga like he you can tell that he's thorfinn's father but they're very different people so thor is kind is like the moral compass of the show i guess because i don't think like Mm. any other character really has Has a moral compass uh, much of a moral compass um and leif erickson does that's true, but he's not relevant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, do my boy Leif like that? That's that's mean. That's fucking wow. Just... Um, and I've heard a lot of people on forums like complaining about 
that because they say that the author is like writing anachronistically and that like Vikings wouldn't have those kind of morals and that this isn't this is like portraying Vikings from a modern lens and not historically accurate which I see I definitely do see it and I do have they heard about the world fiction i yes i understand this is a fiction but it is again it is a horse historical fiction and like i mean the 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 line that you tow between accuracy and historical fiction is very blurry so that's fair but i will say that you know reading and watching vinland saga there are points where like the morality gets a little a little much um and it does feel a little anachronistic which is kind of not the not the best part of it so yeah i you know what i can i can see where they're coming from and i do genuinely generally agree but to be fair to to vinland saga the the creator of vinland saga has never once stated that this is supposed to be based on a true story it he, he has stated that they are real they're it's based on people that actually existed but he's never said that it's based on a true story that's but just not. writing in the historical fiction genre, yeah. like the appeal of that is how much accuracy oh, yeah. you want to put in it. And, and and you definitely you definitely invite discussions of that anytime you you say that you're the genre you're writing in is historical fiction. Because you're always gonna get people that are go, Well, actually, people didn't speak or act like this back then. Actually, yeah. uh the Norse people didn't speak Japanese. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Bid me to it. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, is it anachronistic? Yeah, it's probably very anachronistic. There's probably very little in the show that uh, uh, there's probably very little actions that people do in the show that are 100% reminiscent of how they would have acted back in the day. But does that make it any less enjoyable to me? No, it doesn't. You can still have a good story. You can still have a good historical fiction story and be anachronistic. For sure. It's the question of does it serve the story and the characters that the author is trying to tell? And yes or no, that's mm. up to you, obviously. But I think if it does, then great. It's like that's that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. What what I think what we're that, all, and that to me is more important than anything. I think the main takeaway from the past fifteen minutes is that you all should watch Vinland Saga in case you haven't, because it's yeah, yeah, great. very good. Absolutely. It's Highly really good. Absolutely. Yep. Anyway. Oh, I guess it's my turn yeah. now. Isn't it? <laughs> um, well, I I don't know if we should end it here, but I definitely want to talk about someone who's very very wholesome who definitely deserves to be mentioned in the in the discussion for best anime fathers. Um, and this is definitely not a meme. I'm being 100 percent serious about this, and that's Kohei uh, Inazuka from Sweetness and Lightning. Like, my God, could you ask for a better father? Again, this is another. This is a slice of life. I highly recommend if you've never seen the anime or read the manga. The manga is just. I mean, sweetness is in the name, and it it it, it earns that title because it's it's sweet as hell every single chapter. Um, but I mean, Koei is the the reason I love it is because in anime in particular, and 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 fiction in general, there are so few depictions of. Uh, single fathers right um particularly good single fathers um and even more even even less so single fathers to a daughter um and i think that's something that sweetness and lightning does well is showing this uh father-daughter dynamic between a single a single father and his daughter um and the the different challenges that brings being a single parent to an opposite sex child i think there's there's a lot you can do with that and sweetness and lighting does it so well it shows both the the good that can come from it and the bad or i will say the bad the struggles that can come from it day to day with having to raise a child who by yourself who is going to go through a lot of biological changes that you can't relate to personally have you read the manga i have okay cuz i don't think in the show they don't really address like like the biological specificities of growing up as a woman. No, no, no. They don't. They don't really do that in the manga either. Uh... I mean, they do occasionally. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like in general, that's something that, that isn't really explored very often. And just this idea of a single father raising a daughter <laughs> is something you don't see very often, and it's why I like Sweet and Sliding so much. Not gonna lie, I just spaced out for a minute, then I came back to show talking about specificity of 
growing woman, something I'm like, wait, wait, what are we talking about again? What? Sweetness and lightning. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, my brain was trying to <laughs> to like connect the dots between sweet between sweetness and lightning and whatever the fuck you were talking about. Oh, <laughs> shut up! Is uh, blame Alex? He's the one who brought it up. Uh, but wow. okay, but like the it stuff wasn't gonna stop you from blaming me anyway. That's true. The, the stuff in sweetness and lightning, like I mean, if the kid was a boy, wouldn't it be like the same? I don't. I think it would change the dynamic of the relationship. Would it? Because mm. she's literally so young that like it's literally the same personality. Mm. Like, gender doesn't really matter. No, it's not. <laughs> that does not have that okay, work. Okay, No, I'm just. I'm just like if 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 I was. I like how you. It's just the noises that are coming for you. <laughs> I'm, right I'm, now just, are really I'm, I'm just trying to like make an audible sound of like if, if me and Cho were in the same room I would just give him that anime stare of just like no I don't know I'm just thinking of like a similar show Poco's Udon World and like Poco and whoever the sweetness lady is they're literally the same character like there's not much difference <sighs> mm, I don't I think there's there's definitely a difference Okay, it's like saying kids are the same if whether they're boys or girls because they're kids. That's what I was saying. But it's not, that's not how kids work in real life. What do you mean? I mean, yeah. I, at that age. No, it's it's still, they're not the same. What do you mean? If you say so. Have you said kids? Yeah, like, girl, girls, I'm, I'm going to generalize a little bit here. I'm going to say, in general, girls tend to be more, like, curious and, like, you know, inquisitory when they're really young, and boys just like to break shit and do like rough and tumble play. Like that's the big difference. I wouldn't go that far, but I wouldn't say they're like the same because that's the, 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 the no what no. If you say so. Do you really think that that all little children are the same? I think that a little boy can act like a little girl and a little girl can act like a like like at that age I don't think your gender defines your how you act. It doesn't know it doesn't, it doesn't completely define, define it but, but it certainly know, informs it. Yeah, what do you I mean? don't think so. But that's fine. We can agree to disagree. It's just what what do you mean? <laughs> I always know when Natalia is genuinely confused because his voice gets really high. Like, what do you mean? Honestly, when I'm watching stuff like Sweetness and Lightning and Poco's Udon World, the fact that they're a little boy and a little girl is completely irrelevant to me. Like, it would be literally the same experience if they were a different gender. This is for fiction. me personally. Because the stuff in the show, to me, is not particular to their gender. Yes, you can do a show that's particular to the gender of, of a child, but the stuff in these shows, to me, were not particular to a gender. But, sure. I don't know. Just the the way that... Um... The way that the the little girl uh, Tsumuki, uh, the way she forms the relationship with the uh, the student whose name I forget, in uh, the in the restaurant, um, like I I feel like that would have that would have played out so differently if it had been a little boy than a little girl. You're free to have that opinion. <laughs> I don't have that opinion. <laughs> it's also it's also worth mentioning with Poco's Udon World, which you mentioned. The, the father figure in that show is a guy, and the kid is a guy. Is a kid. A boy. A boy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. The kid is a guy. <laughs> the kid is a guy. Give him a beer. He'll be fine. What, what, what was the name of that song? The lady is a uh, white shit. Um, fuck. Dude looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> By Aerosmith. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know. I... I guess we just have a very different opinion about that. But no, it's one of the things that I do love about Sweetness and Lightning, though, is that that portrayal of a single father with with a daughter. Like it to me, I think that the the way the father goes about raising his daughter, where he he tries to be as um, interactive with his daughter as possible, especially when it comes to cooking, which is something that when he was married and had a wife is something that he never really did. And it's something that he actively goes, he goes out of his way to learn how to do it for his daughter. Like that to me is really, really sweet. And it's a really, it's a really great way to portray a single father, do it going the extra mile for his, for his kid. 
I'm sorry for not have, adding much because I just haven't seen the show, so I don't. I honestly don't know. Uh, f- uh, fair enough. I do highly recommend it if you're looking for if you're looking for a show out there that's really sweet, it's really wholesome, and has just some really cute father daughter moments and i highly recommend sweetness lighting i i instead i also highly recommend the manga because it has one of the best ending payoff endings for a slice of life manga that i've ever read how long is the manga oh that's a good question i i forget off the top of my head how many chapters it has okay is it long uh compared to other slice of lives that i've read no 500 chapters 100 chapters uh, hold on. I will tell oh, you in a oh second. I'll look it up. Like I, uh, it's not like I read a lot of manga, but uh, maybe no, maybe it, sixty-three chapters. Oh, that's that's short. nothing. Yeah, that's actually. That's... Yeah, like I said, I, I've I've read I've read size lives that are way longer than that. Girl, so. I could read that on the toilet between recordings. Pretty dude. That's yeah, right. like a really chill read, actually. Yeah. And it, it's it's completed. It was finished in twenty eighteen. So I'm I'm down to give yeah. it in a shot sometime. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you should. It's it's great, and the the anime is a really good adaptation. I think. Nice. But I think that might be a good place to wrap this up. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. To, I wanted to wrap this up on something wholesome. I'm still confused. Not so something I don't know sad, how I would, and not something you know. memey, and not a terrible father. Something wholesome. We did it, guys. We did it. We. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, thank you out there for dropping in to listen to us. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there who are listening to this. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. I actually very recently added some uh, uh, stickers of the chibi versions of our avatars that you see on our Twitch channels. So, uh that's up there now. Uh, with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Second night, everybody. Thanks, Dad, for daddy. getting me. Fucking hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys and girls are the same as kids, right? Show. Okay. Girl. I'm still confused. Can't say that. I can't say that in 2021, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs>